You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for uh, joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Students. Uh, my name is Andy McLean. I am the content editor for the Gospel Project for Students, and with me, as uh, usual, is Amanda Mejias, our production editor. Hello. Hey, thanks for being with us. Um, so, yes, you are listening to the Leader Training Podcast uh, for the student material. Uh, again, I said this last time, if, if you were here for the past session, but, but you know, we kind of made this transition from, from kind of leader training videos to leader training podcasts. And so hopefully this is going to make it much easier for you to kind of listen on the go as you prepare to lead students week in and week out uh, with the material. And so uh, I hope that you get something out of these. Last time we had, uh, it was a little bit longer than we expected. Th- these are going to be short. They're going to be short and sweet. We kind of just want to give you a brief overview of what the material consists of for this week and maybe help you sort of navigate where to land each week in terms of different points of application, maybe some maybe some things in terms of you want to watch out for uh, on knowing, okay, this this might be something that students raise. This could be something that could derail a conversation if you don't pay attention, uh, or this needs to be something that you, you need to know how to navigate, you know, because this is definitely on students' minds. This is the place that we want to talk about uh, those types of issues here in this podcast. And so uh, last uh, session we started with Unit 19, Session 1, that was the first one of the spring quarter. And then, uh, so today we are at Unit 19, Session 2. The The title for this session is John the Herald is Born. And so last time, we basically kind of wanted to give a, a foundational look why Jesus came. Namely, he came uh, because we are spiritually dead. We are lost in our sins, so that's why he came. So we kind of really wanted to underscore and just emphasize you know, sin and the fact that it's infected all of us and the fact that it's not just a behavioral problem, it's a heart problem. And so here we are at this particular session. We're going to be jumping into, obviously, the gospel narratives now uh, a little bit more, and we're going to be looking at uh, the birth of uh, John the Baptist. So um, what what do you think? Most people think of John the Baptist, they think of what? Locust and wild honey. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think of. <laughs> he, he was a manly man for sure. Yeah. For 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 sure. So we're going to be in Luke chapter one, and just kind of looking uh, at that a lot. And so here, here's I think it's going to be really important for you, the leader, though, to kind of keep this in mind, sort of as you go through this lesson. All right. So you know we. S- sort of lay out the verses that we're going to cover in the lesson, but I think it's also going to be important for you, the leader, to kind of give a little backstory uh, to John the Baptist and especially Zechariah, what was going on, why is this guy, why can't he speak? And and so you yeah. need to kind of give a little bit of the backstory between Zechariah and, and Gabriel and sort of that conversation that took place. And we provide a, a little bit of that context there at the top of page 18, uh, but you may need to do some uh, some additional readings of some passages yourself if you kind of want students to kind of get the full big picture. Set the scene for them. Give them the context of what's going on. And, uh, and because it's not only important in terms of setting the context, but this is what's really cool about this session, right? So you have Zechariah, who's approached by an angel, talking about, you know, the birth of John the Baptist, right? And but, you know, it's interesting because Luke parallels that between Mary, you know, being um, 
uh, an angel being visited by an angel, talking about the fact that she's going to give birth to the Messiah, right? So you have basically two of the same types of scenarios that take place, but you have totally different responses. Mm-hmm. One responds with with doubt uh, and you know uncertainty, and that sort of leads to fear and unbelief. And and even though Mary may not have understood all the details. And she was pondering things in her heart, and she definitely didn't know how all of this was going to work out. Her response was one of faith, right? And so that is one of the big things that I think you sort of help students as you sort of walk through this narrative to kind of help them to see, okay, one of the, the big things is that it's this the, these verses are kind of showing us what a response to God's Word looks like in faith and one that... It just, it's in doubt, you know, as, yeah. as opposed to responding in doubt. And so do you think that that's something that you kind of pick up on? Oh, for sure. I love this story um, about Zechariah and how we can learn from how we respond when God asks us to obey him. Um, how do we respond? Are we going to respond in faith? Or are we going to respond in doubt? And I think it's something our students can really relate to as well. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, there, there's some I, – I think that that's a, just such an important point. I, I get – I get a lot out of that point. I think that your students will as well. I think there's some things on page 23 of the head, heart, hand section that they can um, that will help you sort of navigate that conversation as well. So, but the major point for this lesson is, like John, God calls all Christians to point to Jesus' arrival. So we're going to kind of go beyond just Zechariah's response and Mary's response. We're going to kind of actually get to the purpose of John's arrival, and and we see that why he was born, why he came. And namely, it was to point um, <clears throat> people to Jesus. Right. And that sounds pretty much like all of our calling, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's not any different from from why, what God has called all of us to do. You know, Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, you know, to, to go and, and, and make disciples. So that's the Great Commission, uh, to point people to him. And that's why we've always have existed you know, we were created, you know, that was one of the things in, in the garden, right? He, uh, Satan wanted to, you know, he should have just responded, no, I'm, I'm already like God in the way that I am and that the way that he's created me. He's already created me to be in his image, to reflect him, right? Um, to sort of be like a mirror um, and in the sense of like, you know, we were we reflect God's glory. We reflect God's, God's holiness, his majesty. Uh, and, and the way that we steward creation and the way that we are sort of co-managers over God's creation and all of these different ways in which God has made us in his image, we already reflect him. And that is what we uh, are, are called to do when it comes to, to the Messiah, to Jesus. And so... Yeah, I think that for students, it's really easy, and we we hit a hit on it during the hand section um, about how students may feel like, oh, well, there's you know that kind of calling of that John had. That's reserved for missionaries, for pastors, for older people who have their own church one day. Um, but I'm just a teenager, like I'm just trying to like go to basketball practice and get my homework done on time. Like how how can I be pointing someone to Jesus? Um, and I think that's what's really cool about this lesson is that you have an opportunity to show your students how they can be just like John and pointing um, their friends and family to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I would definitely spend a lot of time <clears throat> just camping out on the, the main application of that point, that main point, right? Help connect the dots for students We because they hear all the time, hey, you should be 
you know, pointing others to Jesus, or you should be, um, you know, telling others about God. And, and, and so sometimes that language gets poured over in student ministry right. so much that, you know, we don't really put specifics to it or examples of how to maybe accomplish that, yeah. or maybe just kind of creative uh, and savvy ways in which we can do it differently than what we've done it, you know, in the previous generation. And so, you know, we need to be uh, just having that conversation, connecting the dots for students of what that means. Don't just just state it. Oh, they know that they need to be doing that, right. but they also don't necessarily know exactly how to go about it uh, in a non-weird, non-awkward way with, with the people around them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I remember um, being in high school myself. Um, I was the Christian school kid who really didn't have a whole lot of lost friends, quote-unquote, um, where I wasn't really surrounded by people who weren't going to church every week. And so when my youth pastor was saying, hey, like, make sure you're telling your friends about Jesus, pointing them to God, like teaching them about who he is, um, I was like, well, I don't even know who to even begin with. And I think that a lot of our students are in the same boat. Like, I don't even have lost people that I'm around. Like, how how can I be pointing someone to Jesus? But the truth is, is that we are all uh, surrounded by somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Even in my Christian school, even in your students' Christian schools, or even if they're homeschooled, um, there's going to be people that they're going to encounter that don't know Jesus. So make sure that you have that conversation um, about showing them how to recognize those in their life that don't know who Jesus is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. I think it's also just important to underscore to students and let them know that, like, you can, you know, this is this is your calling now. It's not yes. your calling, you know, like you were saying earlier, later in life. It's not your calling, you know, once you get out of college or once you sort of, you know, learn all of the 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 arguments and reasons maybe from apologetics that you need before you kind of get started. No, this is your calling now. Mm-hmm. And we see this all throughout the Bible, God using young people in marvelous and miraculous and yes. and huge waves uh, and huge ways. And so, you know, we see this all throughout throughout church history. We see this throughout biblical history. Um, you know, I'm I'm preparing to teach you know the Gospel Project lesson on 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 Daniel, uh, uh, you know, six this weekend. And uh, yes, we're a little bit behind uh, in our uh, our scheduling, but that's okay. Some churches are, and so, but you know, one of the things is is that you know Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys were teenagers when they were taken. Yeah, they uh, more than likely from the royal family, right? So when and uh, and you know, we just see this all throughout history, and even Mary, who comes up in this session, was likely a teenager when the angel appeared to her. Mm-hmm. And so God uses young people. And uh, and some of the largest movements, some of the largest, the Great Awakening, some of these other big, the missionary movement, some of these largest movements throughout the throughout church history have been, uh, the catalyst for those was young people, college students, high school students, giving their all and, uh, to God and just saying, look, I'm here, use me. And so... Um, I think there's a lot of encouraging things here in this particular session. I think that uh, that's probably you've heard enough from us. Dive in, uh, use it as your personal study time this week. Live in it, and uh, and then you'll have uh, just some great material to teach from the overflow of that this uh, this week when you meet with your students. And so, uh, thanks for being with us. We will see you here next time for Unit 19, Session Three. Thank you.